0: Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. If you arrived this morning ready for the Christmas season to begin, I'm afraid you're too early, more than three weeks early. Advent is not about Christmas. It really isn't. This year, in the season of Advent in this church, we are focusing on our yearning for God. And I have a secondary yearning that goes along with my own yearning for God. I yearn for us, for the people of this church, to set aside some moments and even hours each week in this season to experience and observe Advent. The flow of the seasons is something we really get when it comes to Lent and Easter. We know that Lent is a time that prepares us for Easter, but I don't think anyone confuses Lent and Easter. Lent is so clearly its own distinct season and experience. It is quiet and introspective and even tilts into sadness Easter is pure joy and celebration, untainted by any hint of the somber reflections of Lent. Advent is meant to have exactly that kind of relationship to Christmas, and I yearn for Advent to be like that. Really, that is the tradition of the church of the season of Advent. Advent isn't like Christmas any more than Lent is like Easter, But it is so hard to remember that. We leave church and go to malls and coffee shops where Christmas carols are piped in over the sound system. We get in our cars and find that certain radio stations have converted to an all-Christmas music-all-the-time format. We ourselves are putting up Christmas trees and shopping for gifts, many of us. It is difficult to really celebrate the season of Advent when we are already moving into Christmas mode. But I yearn for us to experience Advent. Advent is not about Christmas. And if we pay attention to the scriptures the Christian church reads on the Sundays in Advent, these scriptures make it very clear that Advent is not about Christmas. We begin today with a voice from the prophet Isaiah. Oh God, If only you would tear open the heavens and come down. If only you would. To me, that is a voice of yearning. This voice from the scripture we heard this morning pleads with God. If only you would tear open the heavens and come down. Every year, church tradition hands us the same dynamic in the season of Advent. This dynamic is handed to us through the lectionary calendar of scheduled scripture readings. And this lectionary is used by Protestants of many denominations and used by Roman Catholics. So hundreds of thousands of churches over who knows how many years and decades have been guided through the season of Advent in the same way. Here's the flow of the scripture readings assigned to Advent. They're different particular readings for the different years in the three-year lectionary cycle, but the themes are always the same. The first three weeks of Advent are all devoted either to the end times or to that character John the Baptist. The gospel writers tell us about the dawn of God's realm and the second coming of Christ, John the Baptist does his ranting and raving and makes his pronouncements about the one who would come after him. Other readings, apart from the Gospels, contain a mix of images that are sometimes hopeful and sometimes dire. That takes us through the first three weeks in Advent. Then at last, on the fourth and final Sunday in Advent, we get to hear about the coming birth of Jesus. And this is the flow of themes and scripture readings that tradition hands us every year. It happens every year, but it's so easy to miss because it doesn't fit our image of the holiday season. Let's look a little more at today's scriptures. Today we have words from Isaiah and from Mark. Isaiah recalls with longing the days when Yahweh yielded his glorious arm of power. And Moses led the exodus from Egypt that humiliated Pharaoh. But in his own day, Isaiah could only question God. Where are your zeal and might? We all shrivel up like a leaf. You hide your face from us. Isaiah's poetic words are a passionate plea for God to intervene in the world. If only you would tear open the heavens and come down. Mountains would quake before you. If you would make your name known before your enemies, the nations would tremble in your presence. Then we move to Mark's gospel, where we are told that suffering will come and that the Son of Man will arrive dramatically. We are exhorted to beware and keep alert, to keep watch. The text from Mark's Gospel is called an apocalyptic text, which just means that it has to do with end times. The apocalyptic scriptures in our Bible all convey a sense of crisis. They share an understanding that we are in a terrible mess. Things are going from bad to worse and fast. It's not difficult to believe that we are in a terrible mess. I look out the window on a world where every day... Something happens to remind us that racism and racial injustice are alive and well in our world. We are living with an economy that rewards those who already have resources while devastating the poor. I can relate to the sense of crisis that we find in our gospel reading for today. Isaiah talks about wanting so badly for God to come and rearrange this world to set things right for us. I can relate to that yearning. If only God would. So in Advent, we acknowledge what a mess we are in and how badly we need help. And we recall the yearning for God to intervene. Advent is a season of watching and waiting. And our scripture gives us insight into why we watch and wait. We watch and wait because we are in need. It may seem like a downer to enter the season on such a dissonant note as we find in our gospel reading. But if we don't realize our need, how are we to recognize when our need has been met? By speaking of the urgency of our need, we are better prepared to welcome the one who meets our need. Our sense of urgency is about needing God's presence in our lives. Our sense of urgency is about yearning for God's presence in our world. So we yearn for the one beyond ourselves who can come and set things right with us. The hymn that we are using to convey our theme in the Advent season this year is one of the best expressions of yearning I know. We sang, Come, my way, my truth, my life which uses words from John's Gospel that tell us who he sees Jesus to be. The lyrics from this Advent hymn come from a poem by George Herbert. George Herbert is a 17th century metaphysical poet. As I looked at the poem with the team who put together the materials for our Advent small groups this year, I learned just a little bit about George Herbert. And what I learned made it clear that this poem is well used by being put to music in a way that expresses spiritual yearning. The call to God that comes from our own yearning is repeated over and over in the season of Advent. Come, Emmanuel. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. These are the hymns we sing, the phrases we use to call for God. We prayed together at the beginning of our service— Come into our lives, O God, come into our hearts. And the hymn verse we sang today in response to our Advent liturgy suggests that George Herbert, or the speaker in the poem anyway, wishes for God to be his way, his truth, his life. He writes with such yearning for God to show up. We sang that together. His words are poetic and would take some time and attention to interpret, which is something you'll get to do if you do participate in one of the Advent small groups. He yearns for a way that gives us breath, he writes, for a truth that ends all strife, for a life that kills death. Perhaps these are some of our yearnings too, for God to be, our way and our truth and our life or forgot to give us a way and truth and life or perhaps we here have different yearnings what else do we yearn for I often wish that God would speak so clearly that I couldn't miss it I often wish God would guide me so firmly that I could know with confidence I'm on the right track I sometimes wish God were a God who made more sense to me, a God I was able to figure out, a God who was logical, maybe even predictable. Those are some of my yearnings. And what do you yearn for from God or yearn for God to be? What do you wish God would do in your life or in the world? What kind of God do you wish for God to be? Considering our yearnings in this way, reflecting on them, and if we choose to share them with one another, will be part of our Advent process this year. I believe there is profound good news in our yearning. I believe that our yearning is part of how God stacks the deck, stacks the deck in favor of our moving toward God. This is what Methodist theology would call, call prevenient grace. I believe our yearning for God is itself profoundly holy because it opens so much space for us to receive God. May the yearning of this season be a blessing to you. Amen.